Hello and welcome to What Students Want, the higher education podcast by Prompt Marketing, where we discuss what students really need from universities. I'm your host, Isabel Priestley, Digital Marketing Executive here at Prompt Marketing, and I'm happy to be joined by Lucy Walsh, Supercurricular Administrator at Oxford International College, and Alexandra and Duke, who are Year 13s at Oxford International College. In today's episode, we're going to speak about what prospective international students currently studying in the UK are looking for from UK institutions, including how they want to be engaged by universities and key selling points they're looking for within the application process. So what are you both currently studying at Oxford International College? Well, I'm currently studying maths, chemistry, and also psychology. I did AS biology, but dropped it due to me not liking the A-level syllabus. I'm doing uh, economics, psychology, and further maths. Yeah, I'm also doing um, an EPQ, so the Extended Qualification oh, Project. Oh, yeah, I do that too. <laughs> what are your EPQs in? Well, my EPQ is on the uh, effects on LSD on schizophrenic individuals because I do plan to study uh, psychology universities. So I had my focus on the EPQ on uh, psychiatric disorders. And uh, do you guys want to give me a little bit of background on choices have been for university where you'd like to go? Well, I applied to Cambridge, UCL, KCL, Warwick and Durham, was uh, fortunate enough to receive all five offers and have currently firmed Cambridge and insurance to Warwick for my universities. That's great, thank you. Yeah, I applied to quite a few, but my first choice right now is London School of Economics. And... Um, they give me an AB offer, so I expect to, to meet that requirement. But if I don't, then I will not meet my second choice requirement as well, which is, uh, I think it's University of Bristol. I need to get my first choice because otherwise I'll miss out my second choice as well. Amazing, thank you. Um, and I suppose, what uh, research did you do when you were going through that process of deciding what university to go to? Uh, what was kind of your main, the main things that you were looking for, for within a university? Well, our school uh, did tell us to do research on, in, uh, on the universities that we're interested in. So uh, I guess what we mainly focused on was on the course, uh, whether did we like the course structure and would we uh, like studying in the university. So we also looked at facilities, location and probably welfare and research, that would be what we're able for. Also reputation is a very important aspect in our research. And at Oxford International College in August, we've got this uh, UCAS program where we, uh, we've got mentors and also uh, I think some sessions to help us research universities, see if our profile which match with subject at what universities. I think that's been very helpful because I've done some research on my own, but that was not really going anywhere until I got the, the OIC team to help me finalize my application. That's great. That's great. And um, in terms of uh, location, uh, Alexandra, I know you mentioned uh, that as a key factor. What, but for both of you, what kind of were the key selling points for location? Where were you looking? Well, for me, because I did apply to Cambridge, and one thing that I really look uh, into location is the convenience of it. So uh, for the college that I chose to apply to Cambridge was that it was in the city center. So I could go to uh, places very conveniently and they're in a very short traveling distance. 
Also, this is a very key point when I was deciding for my other universities, which are all based in London, mostly uh, UCL and KCL, so I could travel uh, very fast. Uh, other than that, there wasn't really that much, but the mainly convenience is the uh, main factor. Yeah, absolutely. And Andy, I know that your first choice is London School of Economics. Um, is Was location a key factor for you in making that decision? Oh, yeah. Um... My my original first choice was actually Oxford, which was unsuccessful. So in looking at the location before, I always wanted to to be in London because it's uh, it's very active. But in the summer, I interned there for a month. So after that month staying in London, I actually realized I like the life in Oxford better. And there's like yeah, there's I can actually go kayaking here, which is very nice. So I actually like Oxford more, but I didn't get the offer from Oxford. So now it's, it's I'm, I'm going to London, I guess. Um, and I also know that um, you mentioned uh, welfare as, as, a, as a key factor as well. Uh, what would both of you be looking um, for from universities in terms of like student support and things like that? Uh, I guess, uh, there, well, not therapy sessions, but then just a 24-7 uh, mental health support because working also with uh, peers that also high achieve in terms of academic excellence and other stuff like extracurricular activities, we're going to be in a lot of pressure. So I guess having uh, an outlet to be able to uh, express our own uh, feelings and uh, pressure would be a very nice thing to have. So I guess like if there is an on-site uh, social worker or therapist, that would be what I'm looking for. Yeah, absolutely. And do, do you have anything to add to that? Oh, not really. So at OIC, we've got a very robust welfare support where we can we can um, set free appointments with uh, counsellor, I think. Yeah. Yeah, if, if we need one. So I don't really expect the welfare system at the university to be as robust as what we have currently at sixth form. But yeah, I'd be okay anyway. That's great. Thank you very much. So other than um, I know we've mentioned like the uh, UCAS and the UCAS thing that's really helped uh, you like make firm decisions. But were there any other things that you looked at to help you make decisions about your university, uh, like the website or any other uh, websites that you've used? QS ranking. Uh, QS rankings is one of the most reputable uh, ranking systems that uh, ranks uh, universities across the whole world. So uh, one thing that I really looked on to was uh, the research output and also the facilities because that's how uh, QS rates uh, the universities on. So uh, looking at the scores of different universities, I therefore made my choice and in, in, uh, deciding what universities to apply to. Yeah, and um, from an international student's perspective, I think um, the ratio between international offers and overall offers matter a lot to us. So when choosing Oxford colleges or choosing either UCL or LSE and which specific subjects to apply to, I look at first the acceptance rate and then the international acceptance rate, which, yeah, so I think that's what matters as well. And it's also about the, the academics at the universities. For example, I didn't apply to the US, but I like some scholars at the University of Chicago. So I think, yeah, the, the professors and the team there mattered as well. 
Oh, also one more thing to add would probably be uh, school fees because uh, for international students, especially, uh, prices are very, very high. Where from uh, what I know, home students cost around like 9,000 9, pounds per year, while uh, international students uh, could reach up to uh, 30,000 or 40,000 per year. So uh, looking at school fees was also a very key factor into deciding uh, whether should I apply because I need to consider that whether my family would be able to uh, deal with the costs, yeah. Absolutely. And, and I suppose because uh, I know some uh, institutions in the UK offer um, like grants or uh, like part funded places to international students. So I definitely think that's something that uh, universities should be looking to, to think about if they're trying to attract international students. Are there any things that um, going through the application process, were there any things that confused you about the application process or anything that you have concerns about going forward now uh, into university? Is there anything that still confuses you? To me, uh, well, one thing I would say that confused me, I mean, it, it was an internal thing instead of like, I don't think it really applies to universities in general, but then uh, when I had to secure my place in Cambridge, they asked me to provide uh, evidence of documents that I would be able to uh, pay for my school fees. But then because when I applied uh, through UCAS, I mentioned I am going to pay uh, through private finance. So uh, there was a bit of, uh, confusion on what kind of documents I would have to send uh, in order to support uh, to pro uh, provide as evidence so I had to email uh, the college to actually ask so I guess one thing would be when it comes to like, internal instructions would be whether do I like the clarity how what do I have to hand in and also uh, what documents would be appropriate and also another thing when there was uh, this was regarding oh this was related to UCL where uh, they said my offer was based on AA but then at the same time, I don't know whether do I have an IELTS requirement because as an international, international student, it's usually assumed that uh, we would have to hand in our IELTS report. But then uh, I did not see that in the uh, offer letter and I got really confused because I thought I had to. I, I had to email uh, ECL to ask. Yeah, absolutely. That is confusing. Uh, and it's really good for universities to know um, how they can like, improve their processes for international students as well, because I know it's kind of a different process to a UK based student as well. Uh, do, do you have anything to add to that? Or mm, I think there's loads of like confusions along the way, but I usually just come down to the office and ask my, my supervisors and everyone. So like, yeah, <laughs> I can't really do anything right now. <laughs> that's fine that's great thank you what kind of social media platforms are you both on uh for personal use uh for me whatsapp and instagram i don't use snapchat i gave up on it quite a long time ago and uh i don't use facebook anymore so yeah mainly just uh instagram and WhatsApp. that's great thank you and duke so yeah so i'm on instagram i'm on snapchat and I recently got a Twitter account for Elon Musk purchase the group. So, yeah. <laughs> what about TikTok? Oh, right. Oh, yeah. I use TikTok. Oh. Technically, use the For You page to look at funny videos because it'll be nice <laughs> once in a while. Yeah, I don't, I don't have TikTok. I considered to have an account before, but then Donald Trump made this huge fuss with, with TikTok and everything. <laughs> And I'm inherently right wing, so I just decided I'll not join and support TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
And have you have you seen Alexandra? Have you seen universities on TikTok already? Or yeah, uh, it was a pretty funny incident. I showed this to my chemistry teacher. So what happened was uh, Imperial uh, has a has a TikTok account, and uh, people were really frustrated with Imperial because like they were delaying their decisions until like April or even yeah March or April. And then uh, one day I was scrolling through TikTok, and then I saw Imperial. Uh, the admin posting a TikTok thing, haha, uh, sip some chai tea, drink some latte, don't fret, while uh, people were asking in the comments whether, when are you going to give out your decisions? And it was pretty funny because like uh, some of my friends who also applied uh, to Imperial for Medicine were really anxious waiting for them since it has been quite uh, the, a long time uh, since medicine applications have to be in October. So just looking at that TikTok was pretty uh, humorous because I mean, Imperial was taking it lightly while my friends are over there uh, anxious and just waiting. So yeah, it was a pretty nice, a pretty stark contrast, yeah. Yeah, that's great. Thank you for sharing that. that was, and good luck for your exams. I'm sure you'll both do amazingly. Um, so what kind of uh, general themes and trends have you seen in students applying uh, to UK universities? Um, so I would say, so obviously Oxford, Oxford International College is quite a high achieving sick form, uh, well GCSE and sick form college. So quite often students will be basing their decisions based off of league tables largely. So there's quite a high focus on Oxbridge applications as well as the G5 and general Russell groups. But also I have seen um, that students do look at other league tables, such as things like student satisfaction rates um, and looking into different experiences that other cohorts have had at the university, whether that be through research on social media or even hearsay. Um, quite often students will say like, oh, I've heard that this university are really good for this. Or even things like sport as well can be something that... Um, really comes out a lot with a lot of our students that are looking to make applications. That's really interesting that um, like sports and clubs and societies would be something that's so high on their list. Yeah, I think obviously um, it's not going to be the first priority. Of course, students are initially going to focus on um, like where they actually get offers from if they're offer holders or also initially it will be um, in terms of league tables and how high up that university is and how beneficial that's going to be for their career so of course that will take a precedence over things like recreational activities but you know I have seen that students if they have multiple offers something like that can just tip over their decision or potentially just sway sway their minds slightly I guess. Yeah, absolutely. And um, one thing that I did want to ask you was about um, Alexandra when she spoke about uh, that idea of like welfare and student support. I uh, thought for such a high achieving college, that must be something that is quite pressing on students' minds with needing um, help and advice. Do you think that that's something that they would look for in a university as well? Yeah, I mean, of course, like um, at OIC, we obviously um, make sure that our students' welfare and well-being is a priority. Um, and I think that's a big thing actually to mention with international students is not only do they have the usual pressures that ordinary students would face when studying for A-levels, they're also in an entirely new environment. Um, and I think that, yeah, of course, that 
understandably adds a lot of um, pressure. Uh, so we need to make sure that their well-being is a priority. And I think we do a really good job here with the welfare team at college. Um, and so I think that, yeah, I would like to think that students would be looking for that in their university. And hopefully that that's something that since they've had this basis at sick form, it will be something that they expect to be continued and that standard should continue to be met, especially as the workload is only going to get harder. So for before choosing their options, what are kind of the main questions that students have about university life or the application process? Um, yeah, so I think the main thing is about what university is best for their subject, um, if not in general, in terms of general university league tables. Um, but yeah, also in terms of what the university is like for the subject, um, what their facilities could potentially be like, what where the university is located, obviously them being international students, um, they don't have that general like knowledge of the UK in terms of geography the same way that a normal student would so they have to do a little bit more research in terms of like where things actually are and how easy the transport links are um so yeah I think they would be the main questions as well as a lot of questions in terms of the application processes um including things like admissions tests is a really big thing. So whether or not their course um, will require an admissions test from the university, what sort of things the university looks at for their course. Um, I think the application process can be quite daunting for year 12 students. So obviously there's a lot that goes into making those five decisions. So they do have quite a few questions. It's great to know about like what you what uh, students are looking for within universities, but I suppose within the application process as general, what would be the top questions that students have about actually doing the application, um, UCAS? Um, so we obviously like UCAS can be a little bit confusing to navigate. And I think the other thing is there's a lot of information to put in and they want to make sure that they're doing it right, because this is obviously a really important process. So um, we do hold like programs and they have a lot of guidance in terms of UCAS um, and the application process. They have access to things like Unifrog as well, just so that they can research universities and the course specifics um, on there. But I would say like the biggest questions are about things like admissions tests, um, about like application deadlines, um, and I think about the courses in general um, and how much they will maybe be more specific or differ from the A-level syllabus that they already know. So, yeah. And I suppose what kind of for students, obviously, of course, leave tables are really important. What, what would be the key courses that most international students like at your institution are looking to study? Like what would be the main subject areas uh, so the majority of our students are looking yeah um, the majority of our students are looking to make applications to medical school so uh, they want to study whether that's uh, 
straight medicine, veterinary medicine, or dentistry. Um, so we sort of have like health and biological sciences there. We do have a few students who also wish to make applications for things like biomedicine, um, but the majority of our students are looking to make applications to medical school for straight uh, five-year medical degrees. Uh, then we also have a lot of students who want to do law, um, subjects like law, PPE, um, a lot of economics as well. And then we also have um, sort of more of like the physical sciences. So things like physics, engineering, computer science, things like that. So quite competitive courses, a lot of them. Um, but yeah, luckily we are um, pretty successful. That's excellent. Thank you. Um, and I suppose we've kind of spoken about the fact that the key decideds are going to be league tables, um, location, and then welfare, and then also what where the course is. Do you think they're kind of the key deciding factors for? I th I think so. Yeah, I think so. That's great. And um, I know that Alexandra spoke a little bit about fees and funding. Um, do you think that what would be your take on that for students at OIC? Obviously, um, as international students, there's a lot of different things, there's a lot of different aspects of the UCAS application that are slightly different. Um, and I think it's just one of those things that can often be a little bit confusing. And like Alexandra said, I think sometimes it can lack clarity um, just in terms of how much they're exactly paying. Um, and I often think that it's something that universities don't often make clear potentially on purpose because it's like nobody wants to be shouting out loud about what they're going to charge it would much they'd much rather be um very vocal about what they're offering rather than what they're taking so i think sometimes there is just a lack of clarity there obviously this information can all be found um, but it's just when you have an A-level student who already has so much information that they need to take in and they're making these five really important choices, I think sometimes it can just be a little bit hard to navigate that information for each individual institution. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for that. Um, and I suppose my last question would be, what? how can a UK university capture an Oxford International College student's interest? Um, I think a big thing is in terms of engagement is also how universities can help our students from the beginning. So obviously at OIC, we're focused on the end goal. We want our students, we're here to help our students cre create their career, help them get into their top university destination, help them in all like in not only in terms of their curriculum but in all aspects of the application process so I think a big thing with for engaging our students is if universities are able to actually help them with with their end goal because obviously these applications can be really daunting it can be really difficult to secure a place at one of these top institutions for a really competitive course. So I think even if universities are able to offer our students things like programs, or even if it's a like virtual webinar or something, um, 
to A, help them in terms of getting that experience um, that could maybe be beneficial to that application, but also just so that students know what to expect. Um, and yeah, I, I think that that's going to be really beneficial. Like a lot of the institutions that have offered our students things like open days or work experience programs, or even like sent them kits <laughs> and things like that, they're the institutions that our students are going to remember. And also they're the institutions that our students already have a relationship with in terms of how they've helped them. Um, obviously, league tables at a school like ours, league tables are always going to be the most important. Um, our students are always going to look at the top universities. Oxbridge and G5 are always going to be the dream. Um, and there's not going to be much that changes that. But I think when we they have five, five options. So I think when filling those other options and focusing on other unis and contemplating making alternative decisions. I think having that relationship there where there's actually been a level of help from a university um, and a, you know, a clear indication that they, they care about their students and that they care about their futures, I think is really important. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. I feel like you've covered some really important things there and um, definitely universities getting in front of the students um it's a great tip so uh one more question what sets international students apart from the rest of the student recruitment cohort within the UK so a big thing I would say is obviously that applications are slightly different just because they as I've said like they will have maybe a slightly more limited knowledge of the general geography of the UK so where they want to make that applications could be slightly different. I think also there's potentially more, may, maybe I'm generalizing here, there's a potential for them to be slightly more ambitious because they've already had a massive lifestyle change. They've already you know, been really brave. They've already thrown themselves into the deep end in terms of moving home, choosing and living in an entirely new country while still, you know studying for their a-levels and their exams so i think that they'll be less likely to play it safe um, in terms of their university options thank you all for listening we hope you found this insightful and have taken away some practical ideas to engage international students in the future a massive thank you to lucy alexandra and duke for joining me today and sharing their experiences with the international student recruitment market. And listeners, make sure you follow us wherever you get your podcasts to ensure you don't miss out on our next episode. And hit the follow button on LinkedIn at prompt-marketing for more sector insights, campaign ideas, and dog-related posts. Goodbye.